Hey, what's going on everybody? Matt Holmes here with another awesome episode of the Vigilant Life Podcast. Thank you guys always for tuning in. I really hope you guys are enjoying these episodes. If you're subscribing or your first time listener tuning in, thank you anyways. I will say at the beginning, just so I don't have to cover it at the end, please like and share any of these episodes. You know, there's... I don't run ads or anything like that right now. We're not like not making tons of money or rolling in the, the Benjamins off doing this. I do it because it's a passion project. I love doing it. I appreciate all the feedback and the reviews you guys have left. But if you have not left one, please go in. You know, if you're listening on iTunes, go in, give it a rating. Hopefully it's five stars and you like it that much. Write a review or share it with somebody. Like that's all I ask. That's how it's going to keep it growing. So we can keep getting more awesome guests on here. People aren't going to look at me like, oh, this guy's lame. He doesn't have reviews. I'm not going to go on his show because, hey, it does happen. Unfortunately, it does. We've had some great guests like our guests today. Uh, they don't care about that. So I appreciate that. But again, you guys, just please, if, if you like these episodes, subscribe, like it, share it with anybody, leave a review. That's all I ask you. So now that that's over, let's get into it. I'm excited for today's episode. He is an awesome friend, a great guy, um, speaker, author, husband, father, former world-ranked UFC fighter, all-around great guy and badass. So without further ado, welcome Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. That was a pretty smooth intro. And also, I want to add to the... Uh you know, the reviews and the numbers and everything. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about podcasting throughout the episode, but I host a show as well. And I've done hundreds of interviews and I think two or three have said, okay, what are your download numbers and what is your reach? 99.99% don't do mm -hmm. that, but I get it. I totally understand that. But at the same time, it's, I mean, the reason I'm drawn to you is because you're an interesting guy. And I think that my philosophy in life kind of is, if it's interesting, I want to talk. Mm -hmm. So yes, as a podcaster, just like yourself, it's like, if you're in it for the millions of listeners, <laughs> maybe you should go somewhere else. If you want to have a good time, then why don't you stay here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just keeps it growing, you know, like I, I want to do it, you know, yes, I would be lying if I didn't say like, I would like a, a monetary return. Not like I'm looking at it to make tons of money, but it's like, it caught like I don't think people realize it costs yeah, not sure. only the time, but you know, I pay to keep it hosted. I pay to have somebody edit the episodes and make them sound good for what you guys hear and cut out all the ums and ahs and any of the weird stuff. Um, that's that you know, there it is. That that's on there doing the the videos, all that kinds of stuff. It it just it costs money. So it'd be great, you know, if it does grow to where something does come back and that's why we ask if you guys enjoy it, share it, even if it doesn't make, like I said, said the money, it keeps it growing. And that's why I started this. You know, it's good conversation with yeah. great people, good info. And I want to keep it growing for those of you that do like it. And I'm like, oh, these are great guests. There's tons of awesome stuff. If you're getting value from it, just share it with somebody. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, too. It's like if you you know, Matt, the host believe in it and it's solid content that can help people then if for nothing else share for that reason, right? Help yeah. more people. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this is something great. I know like, I know Charlie would like this part of this episode or this guest, like this is totally, and let me share it with him. And my wife shares it. My family shares it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool. Cool to That's see the it. Best with, it's funny. Well, with fighting, 
you know that when you start out you know you start out at the beginning you got to learn you crawl and then you walk and then you run etc you got to work your way up but yeah it's fun just like that was in speaking and and podcasting etc it was like that in fighting too it's like you know i'm gonna have six fans there and it's my mom and my dad and my brothers and my one friend when i started fighting especially in new jersey because it was a good five-hour drive from my house but i could always count on them and then also when i transitioned into this phase of my life you know holding public events if the conversion rate is one percent or two percent you got to have thousands and thousands of people for like 50 people to show up at an event but i could always count on 10 because it was my family and a couple friends and it was always always something good to count on. So to all of Matt's family and friends for sharing this, it's going a long way. Yeah, it does. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to, to see that, you know, it's got to start somewhere. You know, I've heard other people like, Hey, you know, when I had my first book party or this, I forget Mm -hmm. exactly, but like Robin Sharma talks about it when he first came out with, um, God, I can't remember which, which book it was, but it was one of his first ones. And he said he had a book launch and now, you know, he's world renowned, sells books in so many languages, like he's a huge author. But he said, you know, when I did my first one and I put it out there, you know, he said it was like 20 people came. And I think he said like 19 of them were his family. <laughs> he's like, but it started that way. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's how it I, is. I wish I had that. Again, like you, I'm, I'm trying to jog my memory who it was, but I at 50, 50 chance it was Ryan Holiday. If it wasn't Ryan Holiday, it was someone like him. But they're talking about the same exact thing, having their first book launch and nobody showing up. And it's, it's reassuring to guys like us who are building something, making something mm-hmm. that like, okay, this is where it starts. And the same thing with fighting, same thing with any pursuit. It, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Which, you know, we'll, we'll dive in into, uh, into all of this stuff. I, I was excited to think this morning, I'm like, oh yeah, we got our, our podcast. And I started up a couple months ago, started doing some more Muay Thai and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring that up and, and talk about getting, mm-hmm. trying, getting punched in the face, which happened a lot today. Cause Man, learn, learning that defense, everything yeah. like punching people's easy, not getting punched or taking a punch and blocking and deal yeah. like that's the hard shit right there. <laughs> it is. And there's so many subtleties and nuances and things now where I, and this probably happens. I mean, it's, it's, I think why fighters always have such a hard time giving up fighting because I, I watch guys on TV or, or I think of myself and I think, well, I could, I could kick my own ass, you know, like I could haven't been on the mat for years, but I could smash my old self just because i like i've realized things and we're talking about vision and defense it's like you just learn i don't know if it's wisdom or getting old or what but i I look look at aspects of my fighting career and i think i didn't even think of that what an idiot like why didn't i think of that Mm -hmm. whereas now i just feel like boy if i would attack it i would think so much differently and i would do so much better but again that's the belief that leads to being 50 and still wanting to fight and getting your head pummeled being stuck stuck in it and kind of like the next day but i think you know that's always like they say you know the whole hindsight's 2020 and and Mm -hmm. i think that's just part of growing and learning like we don't know you know you hear about people their first fight or whatever you know some of them do great or it's like their their first couple fights like they get the shit kicked out of them you know they're like well it was part of a learning experience and you know if we relate it towards towards business or just you know life in general or being a parent you know we talk a lot about this on the show it's like you mess up or if we look at it like you're gonna get punched in the face a lot that's just how you learn when we were doing kickboxing today like you know my my coach he's like you you have to get comfortable like you're not gonna not get hit you know it's a natural reaction when you're trying of like kind of like how you're throwing a kick or a punch like i'm trying to throw but i'm trying to not get hit at the same time he's like you're just you're gonna get hit it's 
learning how to take those hits while also learning how to block some of the stuff at the same time. And it happens to everybody. It's just part of the experience. And that's the way it is with business. Nobody does perfect. Like you're going to screw up. You're going to lose money at times. It's just part of, I think the, the experience, that's why they, I, I see more now, like you said, getting older and wisdom, whatever it might be is yeah, the end goal and the destination is great, but it's more so of like who you're becoming and the experiences that you're having through it that really like that's almost the treasure at the end. And then the the end goal is almost like the reward, but the real treasure is everything I think in between the experiences, the memories you make and the things you learn that you can pass on or the legacy things that you can create, like all the different stuff that you can go down with it. Yeah. And there's just no fast tracking to it. And to go back to what you were saying about punching and getting hit, I mean, it's the same thing. I'm throwing a punch and I'm trying to not get hit, but how are you looking at it? Like, was the glass half forward, the glass half empty? Are you leading with trying to not get hit and throwing a half ass punch? Or are you leading with like throwing a punch, being aware of the situation? Of, hey, I'm going to get a hit too. And it is the difference between being all into what you're doing and not being all into what you're doing. And that, mm-hmm. that, that attitude that you're starting with 100% will make all the difference, especially in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at it towards like business or you know, relate it to parents or even a relationship, if you're like, all right, I'm going, I'm going all in on this 100%, you're going to see a lot more out of it you're you're not going to not mess up we all mess up we all make mistakes you're going to get a lot further and you're going to get a lot more enjoyment out of it by fully committing and that's what we talked about this morning when we were practicing some defense and returns and, and those kinds of things he said just commit to it you're going to get a better hit you're going to you just become a better fighter when you're like okay i'm not afraid i'm going to get hit i'm going to get better at blocking you know, right now I suck because I don't know anything compared to who I'm sparring with right now. He's like, when you commit and you go in, like, that's what's going to make that much of a better fighter. And I think that makes you a better friendship, relationships, parent, business owner, or even somebody that maybe you're not a business owner, but you're going into a job working for somebody like, All right, I'm fully committed. I'm going to do, I'm not going to worry about, well, I'm going to screw this up. Like, of course you don't want to. But I, I think it's just that full commitment compared to half. Like yeah. when you see almost anything, I think you could relate it to whether it's sports or if we look at racing or, or motocross or like they're not going into like, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to like fully like, no, they're hitting yeah. that jump. Like they're attacking 100%. Otherwise, you're going to get left in the dust or you could get hurt or whatever it might be. There's a, you know, one of a book I reference all the time is the success principles. And, uh, there's like it's either 67 or 72 success principles. They're pretty much universal and you hear them. It's a really comprehensive book about success, but one of them, which I don't remember word for word is all in is easier than half in, right? Like it's just easier to go all in. And I know I hundred percent with the way I live my life and the way that I eat and the way that I, whatever it's, it's not all or nothing, but it's certainly all in. Like I just do much better when I don't leave anything to chance and I make all these rules and guidelines and whatever's for me, but I just operate better that way. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of weird and it it is kind of obsessive, but at the same time, I would much rather just be all in because when you're all in it's to me, it's, 
you make one decision. I read this in the book, Essentialism. You make one decision that then makes a thousand other decisions. So yeah. boom, I'm all in. That makes decisions like for a long time. Yeah, it sounds like 100%. It's either easier or just as... I, and I forgot a book. I read that it, that it talked about this where they said 100% is easier than 99% or anything less. Because as soon as like you can go down that slippery slope, and I saw like a meme this morning, probably on Instagram or whatever, and maybe it's not a meme, whatever, it was a, a picture, and it said, uh, being broke's hard and being rich is hard, you know, or wealthy is hard. Like, which path are you going to take? Which is going to be more fulfilling? And it's yeah. the same. It's like, I'm either going to fully commit to what I'm doing, and yeah, it's hard. It's not going to be easy. There's shit that you're not going to want to do some days. But the fulfillment and what comes, like you said, that one leading to a thousand is just much more fulfilling at the end than, you know, I'm going to slack off a bit today. And hey, yeah. we're all like, I don't think anybody's perfect. I don't think everybody, we can say, yes, we're going to go to 100%. I don't think anybody's ever 100%, whether it was Correct. at one point in time or, you know, the ultimate goal, I think, is to get to that optimal performance. So it's like you are. And that doesn't mean like your work, you know, 80 hours a day, you know, like it's not meant in that, but you're giving a hundred percent of what you do. And I think that's where yeah. I used to believe that is like, well, mm -hmm. if I do a hundred percent, I'm like, I have to just work hard, hard, hard. I have to always push myself. It's like, no, you can still enjoy and relax in life. It's not choosing like the easy path or mediocrity i think is maybe the best way to put it yeah. like you're still being the best you not leaving anything left on the table it doesn't mean that you can't go and enjoy life and i used to believe a lot of that based on what i saw it's like well i have to hustle i have to do this and man i'm tired and i can't relax like that's yeah. not what it means now i mean oh, it's, it's not like, fun oh. yeah it's, not it's fun. it takes the enjoyment out of what you want to do my old my uh former jujitsu coach so I, I like to organize things and I'm pretty systematic in the way I think. And it feel, I mean, just like the brain, right? Your brain likes to organize stuff and think in a way and form patterns and habits, et cetera. And so when I would be learning different passes from the guard or different, whatever, combinations, et cetera, I'd be like, okay, so it's always this way. So if he puts it here, I'm always doing this. And after like a million times asking that question, he, he said that, look, there's very few absolutes in life, period. There's very few absolutes. In jujitsu, there's very few absolutes. There's always like a way to go. So, you know, with what we're talking about going all in, it goes without saying that there's an asterisk beside it to say that really all in doesn't exist. Because even if you say you're all in, you could have a heart attack and not make it to the whatever that day or someone could pass away or your kid could get sick or you, there's just, so it then becomes like, to me anyway, like, all right, I know the absolute. The absolute is never fail at discipline, never fail at whatever, whatever. How close do I want to be there? Like, mm -hmm. uh, what's what's my comfort gauge of that? Because I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and if they want to go get uh, pancakes and eat ice cream, every once in a while I'm going to say, yeah, I, I want to do that right now. Whereas, you know, the absolute is like I'm never sliding away from anything that I do, and I just don't live that life because I don't have to and I don't want to. If I were trying to be world champion, that would still that would be a different story but I'm mm -hmm. not. So I kind of had to adapt and adjust.
Yeah. And I think that you made an important point there that it's all based on kind of where you're at and where you're going. Like you said, if, if you were trying to be a world champion right now, certain things would have to adjust. Like the, the sliding scale of things would adjust on yep. that. And that, that yeah, would be would... your all in right there. Well, yep. that's all, you know, that's going to change. It doesn't mean that that's always going to be the all in. The all in's going to be somewhere else. But I think that the core of it is becoming the best version of yourself and giving a hundred percent to that, yeah. whatever that direction is. If it's being the parent at that time and like, that's what's taking my full focus or, and we talked about this a couple episodes with somebody too, with past episode I did for, for anybody that wants to look with Jimmy Rex. And I talked about that of like how, how the, for lack of a better term, balance goes where it's just the adjusting part of where you're focused on kind of at that time. And that's where you're all in. If like, hey, right now, you know what? My relationship needs a little bit extra. Like that's what I'm focused on. Or you know what? I'm, I'm getting ready for this fight. I'm all in on that and still doing my other stuff. But like, that's what it is. Or being the parent and hey, you know what? I'm going to go have ice cream right now. And that's fine. It doesn't mean that. And this, these are the self-talk things I used to have. It's like, God, yeah. fat piece of shit. I just ate that. I shouldn't have. Like, that's not going to get me to where. And I used to really beat myself up yeah. a lot. And I catch myself doing it here and there now, but I do it a lot less now because I compared those things to, <laughs> excuse me, to where I was planning on going. And it made me less, you know, I would tell myself I was less now because of that where it's like, I could still kick my ass all day and bust my ass. And it doesn't make me, if I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna have the ice cream. And if that fits into the vision of the goal of where I'm at yeah. right now, then that's fine. Like right now I've been doing the the whole 75 hard. So yeah, I haven't had candy. I haven't drank alcohol. Like I haven't cookie snacks, like any of those things for, I got like nine or 10 days left. You know, I'm on like day 60 or 61 out of 75. Like that was my goal right now, but I can tell you, I'm going to smash some candy on Halloween and then still be kind of right back to it. Whether it's like, I kind of keep some of the good habits or I continue going with the program, whatever it might yeah. be, but it doesn't mean like, well, now I'm off of that. And if I eat it, some candy, I'm just enjoying it. It doesn't mean that I'm fat or lazy or any of these things that maybe used to tell myself that, man, I ate too much candy. You, you've, you like any negative thought that I could think of that yeah. came in, or you know what? I didn't work as hard today. Like you're not hungry. You really don't want to be successful because of whatever lie or story I was telling myself. And I think a lot of us do that, you know, tell like whatever in goal or, or we think we should be doing or what people say we should. And most of them probably have no fucking clue either, but we hold our self-worth to that instead of like, that's just an enjoyment. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get there or I don't work just as hard in the gym or doing this or doing that. Or like I screwed up as a parent doesn't, you know, I made the wrong decision. Doesn't mean I'm a shitty parent. I just, yeah. From it. So the, the, the danger of that, but the reality of that is you can convince yourself. And this is where like having discipline and really knowing your self-awareness probably as well, mm -hmm. knowing that like, Okay, I'm just telling myself an excuse. I, I actually really am a piece of shit. And I'm just telling myself that I'm not a piece of shit. But yeah, I really know that I am. But I'm just going to say I'm not. And you see so much of that, you know, publicly on social media that you're like, yeah, are you really like 
like happy with that? Or are you just saying you are because you're telling yourself you are? So it's a slippery slope that you you, you do have to like really know yourself to know mm-hmm. that. But then also, man, more power too. And, and this is what I continuously strive to be the person. And again, we don't really know because you just don't know the person who is at peace with those decisions, my, my partner and everything I do, I think he, he's that person. Maybe well, I mean, one of the very few I know where he'll make a choice, indulge or whatever area of his life. And then I'm like, don't you feel bad about that? He's like, no, because it fits within my system of who I am and it's perfectly fine. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I aspire to yeah. be in that point. It's uh, like very, and like yourself, very I catch my, yeah. And I catch myself, you know, talking bad to myself all the time and I have to constantly mm-hmm. remind myself. Yeah. And I like that you did bring a point. Cause I think there's, you know, there's always like the, whether you want to call it the yin and the yang or the two sides of every coin that I believe there's a lot of people that give the excuses of, well, that's okay. It's okay. You know, I, I, I earned that today or, you know, I'll start tomorrow and it's the excuses that lead to the mediocrity or even below mediocrity that I think you could very much be on the other side. And and I think it does relate to the self-awareness and the thing of like, are you really doing the work? Are you really striving to be the best version of yourself, be better today than you were yesterday? And if you're doing those things, well, this one little thing, maybe, it, you know, if it's within the construct of where you're at, like being okay and being at peace with that. Yeah. Not the other side of, well, you know what? I, I earned that. So I'm going to eat these 18, you know, yeah, things it, of Reese's or something today. It becomes a form of justification for a lot of people. Like, like yeah. Yeah. make bad choice, justify it and turn it into a learning experience that you're proud of. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like it's a bad choice, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what we're talking about, but the, I think there's an art of justification that people tell themselves in order to feel at peace with the bad decisions that they made that they truly don't feel good about. The ones that they just know, hey, yeah, yeah, was it a learning experience? Yeah, absolutely. Am I proud of it? No. But there's so much of like being proud of it when you're not really proud of it. And I think that's a lack of self-awareness and a lack of honesty. Yeah. yeah. And I think if we if we look at self-awareness, And honesty, an easy way to put like, okay, well, how do you know the difference between the two? If you make that decision at the end of the day, or or you really take a detailed self-accountability list of yourself, are you happy? Are you putting in the work on yourself in the direction you want to go? Yes or no? Are you happy with where you're at? Not saying like you're okay and you're set. Like I'm happy with where I'm at in my life, where I've come from, the work I'm putting in and where I'm going. Am I like happy and content and going to stay where I'm at? Like, no, because that's just not part of me. I still have things yeah. I want to do in direction I want to go. But if you're like, man, I'm I'm definitely not happy with where I want, I'm not putting in the work, I'm not doing the work that needs to be done on myself or to get where I want, then you're probably making justifications and excuses. And maybe, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this or you should should have done that and not put it off for tomorrow. Like those are the kinds of things where if you're looking like, yeah, I am busting my ass. I am happy. I know I've come a long way. I know I have a lot more to do. Well, okay. Then don't beat yourself up over that one choice. You know, it's not like it, yeah. you you're putting in the work, like you're going to the gym, you're doing this, you're doing that. You know, you're putting in the time as a father, you're putting the time into your relationship and you're investing into the people in your business or yourself and your mindset. Okay, great. Like 
so what if you went and had a couple extra drinks that night or you know you sat and played some video games or you had some of that you ate the tub of ice cream instead of a few scoops of the ice cream like cool great whatever like tomorrow's a new day it's not going to kill you you're still putting in the work you're still going to get to where you want to go but if it's the opposite then i think that's like said the stopping the justification and being honest with yourself yep which is extremely hard to do and very uncomfortable yes (laughs) because you don't want to admit to yourself that you're on a wrong path yeah you're like oh man oh i have been lying to myself but when we almost all great things come through some form of trials tribulations and hardships and that's kind of that first step of being honest with yourself like man like i'm really not like i had that before in the past where you know when i was really heavily involved with drugs and drinking and all these things it's like man i i know i have so much more in me and i came to myself it's like i'm either gonna make some even really some really poor decisions i'm gonna end up in jail or i'm gonna die or cause some harm or something to somebody else unintentionally and hurt their lives, you know, through my decisions or actions. It's like, that's not where I want to be. And that's not who I want to be. And I had to face that. And it was like, shit, I need to stop doing the things I'm doing, stop hanging out with the certain people I'm doing and really kind of isolate myself and go in a different direction. And it took a long time. You know, it, I made mistakes along the way. I went forwards, went backwards, went forwards, went backwards. But it started with that realization of like, I know there's something bigger and better in me. And this is the path I'm on. And this is only, these are the only ways it leads to. It's not going to lead me to where I want to go or the greatest. It's not going to be, you know, this whatever that I know is inside of me through the, the current decisions and activities and things I'm doing. These are, this is the only way those things go. Like there's no way around it. And I had to really yeah, be honest with myself. Yeah. It, it starts with you the, the, to go back to the book success principles. The first success principle is take hundred percent responsibility for your life period. Mm-hmm. And then dread my partner, he, he, the way he put it is look, no one's coming to save you. So like period, I can wallow in this or wallow in that, but no one is coming to save you. Even, you know, the, the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That's it. At the end of the day, it's up to you, no matter what state it's in, like whatever area of your life, it's on you, period. And even Mm -hmm. if all the help is structured and the whole system is set in place for you to succeed, if you don't take that initiative, it's not going to happen. And for you to do that and for other people to do that, who make a hard stop, pivot, different direction in life. I mean, it's like, talk about character you know talk about strength the ability to do that it's like it's awesome and it's extremely hard and it's just so much easier to not do it right it's so much easier to not do it but then you're right you head down in that path that you just know is not a good path yeah yeah and i I think you know it's makes me think one of our, our past guests some friend of mine rocco that was on here you know one of his new companies with veteran there was one of the shirts and I can't remember, God, it was saying like, it essentially was talking about taking the hard left over like the easy right. And there's always going to be better that comes from the hard left. You know, it might yeah. not be the short-term gains over the long-term gains and possibilities. And I uh, recently had finished when we uh, did our summer RV road trip a couple months back, I listened and 
finished finally because it's such a long long audiobook was uh the dichotomy of leadership or you know talking about extreme ownership yeah. and i was like man this is great because you know like you were saying you you have to take 100 percent responsibility and no one's coming to save you and then there's the dichotomy side of it like when you are a business owner you have a team and it's a family is like at the end of the day yes you are 100 percent responsible for what you're in control of and like your domain and the things that fall on you especially being the leader then also like okay you have to let other people do their things or you have to yeah. as a business owner it's like at the end of the day yes it starts and stops with you but then being able to have a team and be like okay let them take ownership and let them do what they're doing and i think even uh, you know when it comes to family and friends like Yes, if you have that support system, not everybody does that. They will come and they will be there to help you no matter what. The dichotomy of that is you still have to take 100% responsibility. Yeah. Don't start relying on other people. It's like it's, it is 100% on you and it is great when you have that support system, whether it's within business and the team or family and friends around you when you do go through trials and tribulations, but it still starts and stops with you and having that ownership. And it's also hopeful. You know, I talked to kids a lot prior to COVID. I was in schools and now it's all virtual. But so some kids, anyone, right? But I'm talking to kids. So some kids come from a, a, a solid background, you know, a great family support system, support staff, encouragement, et cetera. Some kids don't. And it, it's always refreshing to me to be able to say, not refreshing, but it's always like, encouraging for me to be able to say, even if you're that kid that if you don't come from a, a solid home environment, you come from the, the a negative environment, there are still people like you who came from nothing and they worked and worked and worked and they succeeded and they changed their life on a dime and they went in a new direction. So it it comes down to, yeah, maybe I can't speak to it because I did have a supportive family, me personally, but I can point out X, Y, and Z who didn't, who still succeeded. So that at the end of the day, there really is no excuse. Yeah, there's always possibilities and things. And I think people have a hard time. Whereas it's like, oh, well, you're insensitive. And with relationships, people that are stuck in bad relationships or you know, they can't control their upbringing or family or they're maybe physically abused or sexually abused, all these things, and it sucks. And I have empathy and compassion for that but don't let that make you who you are yeah. and it, like you said there's a, always a choice and instead it's not that we're being insensitive to that it's we're trying to aspire i know there's more in you so don't let that become your truth you create your truth in your path yeah and anger and hate obviously in our present reality is is pretty heavy but uh in mr rogers the new movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. There was a line that stuck with me, and if it's not exact, it's basically this. To forgive someone is to release a person of the feelings of hate that you have toward them, of the feelings of anger that you have towards them. So if you've been injusticed, right, or you come from an unfair, or you feel like the world's against you, or you do suffer setbacks, you know, in, to whatever degree, you can carry that with you and it's easy to carry that with you. And hearing that in that movie and like that definition of forgiving to release a person of the feelings of anger you have towards them. It's like, Whoa, that's empowering. That that's like, that's a, a thought of 
boy, I can do something with my life. You know, mm -hmm. no matter what's thrown my way, I can do something. And again, I go back, I read so much. I love reading so much because you hear these stories and hosting podcasts. You know, you hear these stories of people that just overcome no matter what. And it's so inspiring. And again, so encouraging for me personally, the host, but for people. And it's, it's, I know it's just an awesome thing to, to see. Yeah. And I think there's probably all of us can relate in some way, whether, whether we, again, wanting to be honest and face that. And if some people don't like, that's okay. Maybe it's not the time for you, but I think we can all relate that in someone somewhere has created that in us where we do hold on to that. Maybe some people are like, Hey, yeah, I did. I used to, but I let that go. And Oh my God, it was great. You know, we still hold on yeah. to it. I know for me, like there's still things in my past with like my dad and stuff that it's like, yeah, I can say I've moved on this time, but I've never been like, Hey, you know what? I, I forgive you for myself. You know, I'm doing it for myself. Like I'm not holding on yep, to that. Exactly. Doesn't mean that I'm saying it was okay or I forget. And I think that's where a lot of people think with forgiveness, you're not forgiving the, uh, you're not doing the forgiveness for the other person You're doing it for yourself yeah, and not to you. say it was okay. And yeah, I'm going to forget about it is like, no, I forgive you for me because I need to let that yeah. go. Cause anything, whether we're upset and angry is like, if you hold on, you're letting that person control you, whether it's fully or partially, they're having some form of control over you with that being part of you still until you can say, Hey, you know what? I forgive you and I'm released that from me. Yeah. And that, that's the empowering part about it. And that's the, the part of, you know, if someone slights you, maybe if they don't even slight you, I, I remember, so this is a fun story, but I have a, a wrestling friend who ended up going to college and wrestling together in college. He was two years younger than me. I was a senior and I was in the state finals and ended up losing. But prior to that, he saw, he saw me in the bathroom, right? And and he said that he said hi to me and I slighted him, right? I like, I big timed him, right? That's how you put it. I big timed him because I was a big senior. He was a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> he told me this like eight, I don't know, five years later. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't, first of all, I've never big, big brother anybody or slight anybody. It's like, I'm the most paranoid about doing that. So I say hi to literally everybody. So my point is, you know, we, not that he was, he didn't harbor like anger and hate toward me, but he remembered that. So it's like half the stuff that we're angry about, the other person might not even know that we're angry about it. So when we're forgiving people, it's like, it's not a favor to them. It's a favor to us because half the time they probably don't even know that you harbor those feelings yeah. toward them. Or it's, it's not bothering their day. It's bothering you. And especially Correct. like, there's people it's that waiting on your parade want to mess with you or, or have you upset and kind of ruin your day and they get an enjoyment out of it. So it's like, don't, don't give Yeah, And I think, you know, it happens with adults, but I have this conversation with some of my teenager kids of like, don't let them bother you. Like as kids, like I see that a lot. It's like, yeah, they're trying to upset you and please. I'm like, don't give them the time of day. I know it's easier said yeah. than done don't give them the time of day. So they're either going to stop or they're like, and I think they eventually will stop, but it doesn't matter. Like what they do, if they stop or, or they're like, cool, whatever, it doesn't bother me. Or like it pisses them off more. Like that's out of your control control. Like, again, like you said, extreme ownership or, you know, control of yourself. Like 
don't let them control you by harboring that or being upset. Like it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt or like, man, that, that sucked. You know, I lost my friend and they did this behind my back or, you know, they said this thing or that thing. That's very well true, but don't internalize it and hold on to that instead of like, oh man, that, that hurt, that sucked. But you know, I'm going to let that go. And I'm going to go on to do what I want because it's, it's not stopping their day. If anything, they might be getting enjoyment out of it. So don't give them that enjoyment. You have the enjoyment. There's a book. So when I do these talks to kids, I, I love reading books. So that's always like a sub message of what I do is the importance of reading and learning. So I always bring a couple of books with me to drive home some of the points I'm talking about. And what, you know, you just said there, like p- p- people antagonize people. I saw, I have a friend on speaking of Instagram. He is the kindest, like most peaceful person you could imagine. And he made the nicest post, the nicest, most inspiring, kindest post. And someone said, how could you be so narcissistic? There's bigger problems in this world than your fitness training. (laughs) I was like, what a turd. Like, why would you, that's not even anywhere. Like what, what are you mad at buddy? Mm -hmm. Um, So the people are going to antagonize for whatever reason. And this book that I bring with me to drive home this point of mean people exist is called You Are Special by a guy named Max Lucado. And in it, and I I forget the exact name. I think it's the the Lemmix, Wemmix or Lemmix. Anyway, there's this community of wooden people and all they do is they put dots or stars on people. And dots are basically a, a mean thing and a star is basically a nice thing. All day, boom, boom, dot, star, dot, star. And one of the morals of the story is whether someone puts a dot or a star on you, they're going to do it regardless. And it's up to you whether you let it matter or don't matter. So it's like these, this antagonists and whatever mean cruelty, hate, whatever, whatever, it really, at the end of the day is up to you The the, mm-hmm. the dot will fall off unless you give it importance and then it sticks and then it eats yeah. away at you. And then it ruins your life when that a-hole over there just gets enjoyment about being an a-hole. Yeah. Another point with that is we hear whether this can go up to upbringing, things like that, whether you've had parents that are like, oh, you're dumb or you're, you know, you're never going to amount to anything like stuff that isn't true at all. Or being in school where, you know, comes to mind because I just heard, heard a podcast the other day with like Les, Les Brown, which you know, is a great speaker, brilliant, amazing, kind-hearted guy and how he was labeled, you know, for short terms, like, dumb and and retarded in school and look at like what he's done you know and he he preaches this all time of like don't let like i said earlier other people's opinions of you become your truth because like your friend for example like super nice whatever nothing bad but someone's gonna give their opinion but it doesn't mean that it's your truth and like i said you don't have to internalize that like let it go like you know what if anything like they always say, kill them with kindness. <laughs> yeah. And when I was fighting, I think of a specific instance. And again, I show this on screen, like p- people just, uh, they obviously they harass you. Uh, if you win or you lose, doesn't matter if you win, you look like shit. And if you lose, you're terrible and you suck, et cetera, et cetera. And then they <laughs> would just like, uh, throw, you know, just mean stuff my way. So I block them and then they would create a new account. And then I'd block them and then they create a new account and I block them. And then I just stopped and it was like, I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I, it's really not worth it. And kind of your 
you're bottom of the barrel where you realize with drugs, like, Hey, I, I got to stop this. It, that was my bottom of the barrel with that. Like, Holy smokes. If I just keep doing this all day, every day, caring about what they say, then I'm not, I'm not going to have anything productive in my life. And it's certainly not, you know, like it just doesn't matter at all. I, I want people, I want to be a nice person. I want people to think I'm a nice person, right? I want that like alignment. So of course I'm like, if someone hates me, it's like, ah, oh, that's not good. Like, I don't want that. But at the same time, I can't change it. And I'm not going to waste my time trying to change it. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's just nothing, but I know there's, there's a lot of stuff that we're kind of going through in here and to try and sum some of it up. I think it's just, it, it comes with being honest finding your true self, which is a theme that's, you know, it's funny. It's been coming up on here often with the podcast is not lying to yourself, finding your true self, you know, being authentic, doing what makes you happy and doing it with intent and giving it your all, not being mediocre. And I really, I, I feel that's a, for lack of a better term, a form like a recipe for success, no matter what it is and yeah. what direction you want to go and finding true happiness. Cause not only are you going to have it, but I think you will spread that more to others, whether it's somebody you pass in the store to, you know, your kids or your significant other, or whoever you come into contact with through business, whether it's your business or working somewhere else. I think you can really sum it up of like, that's, that's part of the recipe for success, not some tip or, or hack to make more money or this or that at the end of the day, you know, you can have a ton of money and maybe it might help in certain areas. But, you know, as we talked about in a couple podcasts ago with Sean Whaley, so, you know, you could be the happiest person in the world or not the happiest, but one of the richest person people in the world and you can still kill yourself because you're unhappy at the same time. Yeah. I'm reading that book now, man. It is an awesome book. It's called Thirst. It's about uh, Scott Harrison's the guy's name. He created the the um, uh, charity charity water, the foundation charity mm -hmm. water. It brings clean water to people around the world. Man, it's a such an awesome book. I was like on the fence. Do I want to read this or do I not? It, it is. I mean, just like the story, the style. It's just a great book. But he mentions in the book he learned of a thing called Africa. He spent time in Africa on a. It's called Mercy Ships. It's a ship that that brings healthcare to people in impoverished nations. And he said he learned about a thing called African to Africa time. And it was, there's no, they don't really think in the past. They don't really think in the future. They think of the here and now. That's like a, a huge thing that he took away from it. And he said he used to be in the nightlife business, but he was talking about, you know, with a nightlife business, it's fast cars, money, women, booze, drugs, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and really learning, you know, about Africa time, he said, really changed how we looked at things. And, and it became about, okay, not, not this metric or that metric rather like right now. And Hey, I'm happy and I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, you know, what am I doing now? Cause what we do, like what we've done in the past got us to, you know, where we are now and what we do now is going to get us towards, you know, where we're at in the future. Like we can think about the future and all the things that we want, but the actions you do or don't do now, and sometimes it's about not doing things too. I think that's kind of that flip side of the coin to, that just made me think. So it's not always about what you're doing, but 
not taking action or not going down a certain path sometimes. And and I think it's an easy way to relate whether it's you're in the gym or you're getting ready for a fight. It's like, yeah, the fight's in the future and thinking on that, but it's about what you're doing on the mat or how you're sparring or what you're doing that day in the now that's going to carry over and spill over tomorrow and the next day to that fight. You can think about the fight and who it is and all these things you want, but it's really the here and the now, like you said. Yeah, there's another dichotomy right there, the idea of living in the now, but also long-term thinking or thinking mm-hmm. of the future. It's, they're both, they're simultaneously necessary. Yeah, because you if, can't just float nothing, through the day and I'm yeah. going to get up when I want and maybe yeah. I'll eat this or I'm going to go here or not go there. Like, you're not going to get anywhere. Like, you still have to aim towards a direction. Like, yeah, it would be great to just get in a car and drive but that's not a long-term thing either. You can't just get in a car and drive where you want. Like you have to eventually get to a destination of where you want to go. But I think that's a good analogy of is like, okay, I'm driving from here to Texas or, or whatever. Yes. I know where I'm going. It's like you set that GPS endpoint and yeah. then you enjoy the ride. Yeah. And now, Oh, look at this. I'm going to stop here. I got to yeah. take this right turn or I got to keep going down here and you're going to get to that destination but you have to focus on where you're going now, not, okay, need it's in that direction. I'm going to drive whatever's in the way and through mountains. Like yeah. you're not going to get that, that way. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's a lot. It's deep and it's personal, meaning take your pick. A lot of philosophy involved, but it, at the end of the day, with all the stuff we're talking about, and I think from a young perspective, just because that's who I try to reach the most, but it, it why you know i would ask i do ask the question why if i hear something i want to know why if you, if you say it, this is the way i want to know why is it the way for me to part my ocd but also because i i want to make sure that the choices i make the tools i use the books i read whatever whatever are, are vetted properly and they're the most efficient at doing the end goal right but i think it's simple it's just happiness right if, if you find a kid who's on the wrong path if you find a hundred of them and then you check in with a hundred of them when they're 45, I don't know that you're going to find one that's going to say, dude, I wouldn't change a thing. I love where I'm at. I mean, maybe, possibly, but most of them are probably like, shit, it's a tough life, man. Based on the choices I made, I did X, Y, and Z. And if I wouldn't have done that, I'd been able to do this. And it, it, it's like, but to think that far ahead is is tough for a young person. But at the end of the day, why is all this stuff important that we're talking about? Well, because I, I hope you want to be happy. I certainly want to be happy. And these are the things that will make you happy. They're tried and true. There's exceptions to the rule. There's whatever. There's uh, things that don't fit the mold. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, these are the rules to, to happiness. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I got excited when you start talking about why, because that was something we, we brought up recently on another episode too, is like asking more of those questions, whether it's of ourselves, of others. And it's a great point with the younger generation of like, why am I doing this? Am I really doing this for myself? Am I doing it to try and impress somebody? Am I doing this because I'm internalizing someone else's opinion or truth of me? And that's not really me. Mm-hmm. You know, or I can say, you know, the, the, again, the dichotomy of if I look back and I've struggled with this, you know, not struggle, but maybe thought a lot about it over the years of like, I wouldn't change anything because I am where I am now. I like, I'm the person I am. I'm learning and I'm sharing my message. But if I did do it all over again and I went back, I would and and could retain the same knowledge that yeah. I have now, I would ask why more 
or I would say, you know what, instead of doing the easy, I'm going to take that hard left or I'm not going to beat myself up or internalize other people's truths and opinions on me as if it was true in my own. And I would change and Of course, I would be a completely different person. I'm not saying I want to go back and do that and be a different person, but it's more so like you're saying of talking to whether it's your younger self or current younger people. It's like, Hey, yeah. if I went back, not saying I don't want to be here, I would change anything where I'm at now. I will stay where I'm at now and I don't want to go back. However, these are the things I would tell my younger self if I could ask this question. Not like a specific of, hey, don't do that because that was part of the lesson, but these are the pieces of wisdom. Asking why more, loving yourself more, being more of who you are, focus on being happy and have good positive people around you and these kinds of things. And it's like, God, you will be, if you're talking to younger people, it's like, if what's your goal and dream? Well, great. These are the things you do now and focus again on those in the now that will get you to there or even beyond what you want. And that's what I would tell myself, like, here's where you want. And I, I think deep down, I'm, I'm still that same person. I still like, obviously I think we have, that I always knew, like before I knew what an entrepreneur was, like I wanted to do and big things and, you know, uh, be an entrepreneur really before I knew what it was, will tell my younger self, these are the philosophies and the things you should live by that are going to get there. And it's like, I don't compare it as, man, I would be much further. And I used to do that. Like, God, I would yeah. be so much further than I am now. I'm fine. I'm con- not content, but I'm happy with where I am now. It's just, yeah imparting that onto the younger self or the people like having kids trying to teach them those kinds of things now of like hey don't go down the path i was on and i've had that with my kids like thankfully they're they're not as crazy as i was (laughs) at their age but it's like hey don't you can easily go down the path that i was on and i wouldn't change anything but i'm not recommending you go down those paths like here's what you should do instead I was going to allude to to my kids as well before you hit that, but, but it's like, it's kids. It's it's not about me right now. It's about you. Like I made my choices. I'll continue to make my choices. This is just what I'm saying. I'd recommend. It's not about me changing what I would have done back then. I did it and I did it and I'm here. This is what I would say to you. Hey, if you want to increase your chances of happiness and success, these are the things that I would do more of. And these are the things that I would do less of. Yeah. And I think people, I've had this before of like, well, you did it. So why does it make it wrong? It's like, I'm not saying that it's, it's right or wrong. Like you said, those are the, that's the path. And these are the choices that I made to get me to where I am, but I am smarter and wiser now Mm -hmm. because of those. So it's almost like the, the way to kind of alter or make them think about that argument of like, well, if you did it, why, and I, you said like you had a lot of great experiences yeah. growing up and you did drugs, this and that. What's to mean that I shouldn't do that? You know, cause that's a very, I think it's a very valid question. Yeah. And again, cause we want to encourage those questions, those arguments it's like, well, okay. If you know you have path A and path B going down path B, you see somebody, they get killed and like, Hey, don't go down that path. Do you still want to go down that path? Or you'd be like, Hmm. Maybe path A is a little bit better. You know, doesn't mean like not saying what you shouldn't do what I did. Like 
do I do this? Don't do it. You know, like that whole argument of like, I had that with my parents of like, well, I'm smoking. This is bad. Don't you do it. But what you're doing it. Cause I think kids, kids yeah. are great. They ask that questions. Like you can, you can make your own choices and I fully support that. I'm just sharing my experiences of here's some better options that if I was your age, I would choose these instead, but you make your own. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part of being yeah. a parent is like, you can do all you want. Like you said, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. Yeah. That, that it's all, I mean, it's so relevant and all we can do is all we can do. You know, it's, it's, it's just like, just do what you can do and, and try to do it and distribute it, teach it in a way that makes sense to them. And also doesn't feel like, I, I think it was a Leif, it was either Leif or Jocko uh, talking about armor and they were talking about armor on a, uh, a tank and they were like the harder the harder that you shoot the armor the harder it pushes back so it's like more force equals more more reaction mm-hmm. and that way is you know with with kids obviously that the more i just thought of it today i was telling my daughter when i actually i was doing this interview i was like honey i'm doing an interview and i wanted to say you're not allowed to watch youtube for more than 15 minutes but i was like hmm, i don't want to say you're not allowed i want to exp- like I just don't like the way that sounds to her. And then that she's little so it probably wouldn't have created this resistance, but explaining it in a different way to not make it push and push back is a much better delivery method than you can't period. So even at that seven, you know, I'm thinking of that delivery, but I know what, I, what I, did I you can tell her do what said. I can do and hope it comes off. Well, I said, here's what I would like. So, Instead of saying, you're not watching YouTube, I said, here's ideally what I would like. Finish this show on YouTube, go watch a a Netflix, a real show, a cartoon real show, and then I would like that you did a craft. However, you're not going to be in trouble if you don't, but I think that would be the best thing for you to do. And then that was that, and she came down and did some gymnastics, and I guarantee she's not just what – I guarantee she's not because Mm -hmm. that's just an approach – that's just how I raise her. I I just know that. That she's not. But again, it was like, I like that you brought that up. Because you know, like you know, we've got a ton of kids. We've got seven kids, and and I think again, it's about taking, like we said, take that hard left versus like the easy right. And and I'll be honest, there's with things busy, this and that, and this isn't justification or excuse. It is just the reality of I do sometimes. I think more so lately, take the easy right of like, no, you can't do this. I like you can only watch for this much. You can only play your games this much. And I just, I appreciate that you brought that up. Cause it's like, man, now that I think of it, like when I can go through my memory real quick of the times where I didn't have fights and issues and fits of kids getting off games or watching stuff. It was when I was like, Hey, you know what? I th- Okay. That's cool. But then maybe I think you should, you know, pick up your room or maybe play with some of your toys in between, do this, do that. And it's like the kids are excited and they're happier than like, yeah, you can, but you only have 15 minutes or I don't want you to watch more than this. Then you have to go to this. And they're kind of like, they put, like you said, they push back where if you kind of open yeah. in the options and it's like, well, I think this would be a good idea. They're like, oh, that is a good yeah. idea. And it's exciting. It's like, man, why didn't I realize that till you said it just now and start doing that more? Yeah. Real quick, Gracie, there's a good chance you're not going to answer me. Since I've been down here, what have you done? Okay. Watch TV, play with her clay. And then what was the third thing? All right. 
that, that that makes me happy. And I didn't know which way she was going to go with it. I didn't know what she did, but I, my gut said she probably did that. And I think a, a big part of that too, we'll see how this works in teenage years, but it's like a genuine, this is what I think. I'm not, I mean, there are some things you are going to get in trouble for, mm-hmm. but you're not in trouble. This is not a, you're in trouble thing. This is, I want to help you. And this is what I think is best for you and your brain and your body, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then leaving like, a percentage of those choices, it's totally up to you. Yeah. I, there's no repercussions for this, right? Obviously, some things there are heavy repercussions. Yeah, that's but, the dichotomy of like sometimes there's yeah. a hard no, like no, you can't play your game right yeah. now. Like no, yeah. no, you can't stay up all night and watch shows tonight. Like yeah, you, can't. you know, like there are. Yeah. That's again that dichotomy, the 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 back and forth of you can't be all one way or all the other, which I highly recommend people to read that, that book that got dichotomy of leadership. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, like they say like, yeah, you need to have extreme ownership. There's a dichotomy of it's like, you can go easily too far into one side and be like, yep. man, it's actually doing more harm than good. And I think that, you know, like there's so many analogies, you know, and for us, I think parenting, cause it's been one of the biggest lessons for me is it relates to so many things and having those lessons. Absolutely. Well, awesome, man. I, I know we could probably keep going forever, but I, we covered a lot of stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys, you know, got one or two, I'm sure you probably got more, but at least a couple golden nuggets out of this. And yeah, I, this is a time where I'm going to say, plug away at your stuff, your book, what you've got going on, where people can check out your podcast um, and anything you've got to offer. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. So I, I kind of go in, in two directions. I, I want to help people. I just want to help people, period. And the way I, I do that is is two different avenues. I speak a lot. Uh, I speak a lot mostly in schools. A lot of it's become virtual. And as a follow-up to, you know, my, my assembly program, I created the Spaniard school. So my nickname is the Spaniard, uh, but I created the Spaniard school and that's, uh, social emotional learning is, is the hot topic is the, the, the important thing in schools to help kids deal with their social and emotional challenges, uh, self-awareness, decision-making, positive choices, interpersonal relationships, overcoming adversity, self-esteem, self-confidence. And so I've, I've taken my message of my assembly program and I created the Spaniard school, which is for parents and their kids, you know, students, middle and high school age students. Um, so I, I'm really, really excited about that. And then the other path is uh, my podcast, the Spaniard show. I'm, I'm a compulsive reader and I love, love, love talking about books. So if, if you're a podcast listener and you appreciate books or wish you read more, I highly advise you check out my show. It's a Monday through Friday show and I read books and I talk about them and I, I just have freaking. You've got tons of episodes, tons of episodes, tons of episodes. I think this morning was 1127 of the one type. And then I have like 200 other types. So there's Man, that's great. I'm on like, I'm on like episode 23 or 22 right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I've had, I think we might be up to 1600. Man, that's crazy. That's a lot of content. Still haven't broken the bank yet. But uh, again, if it were just about breaking the bank, yeah, I wouldn't be doing it, man. I just love books and I love asking questions. So, you know, it, that that's the Spaniard show on iTunes. My website is charliespaniard.com. And if you're a parent, absolutely check out the Spaniard School for your kids. And if you're a school, you know, I have a program set up for schools to have access for all their students as well. But all that is hosted on charliespaniard.com. Awesome, man. I love it. And yeah, you guys check it out. Like I said, if you, if you like books or wish you read more and 
Charlie's got a lot of awesome stuff out there to kind of appease in a few different ways. So thank you, man, for taking the time. Thank you guys for listening to kind of our, our banter through this and, and our viewpoint on life with some stuff. So, man, I can't thank you enough. And I really appreciate the time. It's a pleasure, buddy. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon and stay tuned for the next episode.